yes sir yes indeedy that hot beat you just heard was just one of many masterpieces by producer sauce boy that sauce boy s-o-s-s-b-o-y he's a young and up and coming producer follow him on all platforms of social media ig twitter if you're a young and up and coming rapper and you need some beats go ahead and check it out man that's all i'm asking for you to do is check it out might see something you like might see something you need to get with all right so Welcome all. This is Fool's Ball Phonetics, the first official recording episode of Davon Nixon's football podcast featuring producer Sauce Boy, as I've mentioned before. Now, since it's the first episode and we are releasing on Friday, we're going to have a bit of a flashback Friday feel, little old school feel on here. And when I say that, I mean my first guest is truly an honor to have he's an old school man with an old school plan and if you act out he'll back smack you with that old school head <laughs> you know what I'm saying now listen my first guest goes by OG Melly Mel now the reason why I have my man Melly Mel on here as my first guest is because before this season started there was only one person to ever mention any type of positive recommendation for the 49ers. Any type of fan connection to the 49ers. Ever. Right? Before this whole 8-0 hype start. Before, you know, the big start off. The only person I've ever heard say they was repping the 49ers. Before the season started. OG Melly Mel. I've been liking them since 1981. You hear that? Since 1981. Got the year down packing and all that. So, you said since 1981, right? So, we know how long you've been liking them. But tell me, what made you attract to the 49ers? To be straight honest with you, man, it's about the helmet. Because it was gold. Mm -hmm. And at the point in time, I was young. 81. I mean, like, I'm born in 75. So, that make me six years old. I was just fascinated with colors and helmets. Woo! And... My best friend, God may um, rest his soul, he's, he's watching the Super Bowl. He liked the Bengals just because the Tiger Stripes. Mm -hmm. He went with that team. I went with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. So when we beat them in the Super Bowl, I've been liking the Murray since Montana. Just came. I think this is his second year in the league when he came to school. And I've been liking Montana since Notre Dame Okay. when they drafted him out in 79. And I liked the Hems when the, the Chicken Noodle Super Bowl. Woo. So I know a couple of people know hey, about listen, the Chicken Noodle Soup. Hey, listen, Melly Mel, uh, just a couple. Not everybody going to know about that, Melly yeah, Mel. That you know what I'm hey, listen, y'all see, see we going way back on y'all, all right? To start it off, we going way back on y'all. So make sure y'all do y'all Googles. Pretty much. Do, do, your, do your goddamn Googles uh, for these nines. How does it sound they Google me, baby? I'm trying to tell them, Mel. All right, so listen. We got the backstory for y'all. For those of you that don't know, me personally, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm going to get into it quick. Because people be thinking I jumped on the Eagles fans since they won a the Super Bowl. Hell no. I don't know too many people that like the Eagles since they won a the Super Bowl. Me, personally, I like the Eagles. The very first year I started playing rec league football, I played running back. My grandfather, rest his soul, worked for Brian Westbrook's mom. And, you know, he would talk to her. And uh, she would communicate to Brian Westbrook that I was, you know, a running back, a big fan of the position itself. He would send me gear. I'm like, damn, this is love. Like, he's sending me wristbands and shit. I'm like, man. Brian Westbrook that's, for the Eagles. He hey, like that. He, like that. he was a beast, right? So I'm like, shit, this my squad, and I've been rocking with him since. But enough about me. Back to you and uh, the 49ers liking. So Melly Mel, 
He told you how he became a 49ers fan, right? Now, don't get mad at him for this. He is from D.C., from Southeast <laughs> D.C., right? You probably could tell by his dialect so far. He's from Southeast D.C., but can you be mad at him for not liking the skins? Like me, I'm 24 years old. I've witnessed one positive season for the Redskins thus far. I couldn't be one. You know what I mean? And I've lived in Maryland for more than most of my life, but right. it's not happening. I would definitely, you know, most of my family's from Baltimore anyway, so I would go with the Ravens, but I, c I just can't see how anyone could like the Redskins for at least the past 10 to 15 years. Like, it's ugly. You from Southeast D.C., so, you know, I'm, we can't be mad at you for that. And if They're you heartbreakers. Are, They're heartbreakers. Oh, go ahead and speak on it, man. They're heartbreakers, man. I'm talking about with, when they had Kirk Cousins. Uh-huh. I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan since he was a Michigan State spot. Listen, listen, but, but, but before we, before we get there, let's let's go back even further. Let's talk about Mark Bunnell and them. Oh man, Mark so, Bunnell was washed up when he uh, came from Jacksonville. So so, you, but the Redskins had some golden years when they had when Joe Theismann. Okay. Lawrence Taylor ended his career. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, he, he snapped had, that leg. Then then you had um in '87 when when they went to the Super Bowl, Doug won his first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know they they cut Doug the next year, petty motherfuckers. I mean, you know how it is, man. And then they had Mark Ripken, '91. That's the last time they did something. Except Brad Johnson did some special things down there in '99. Brad Johnson, that was yo that played for uh, Tampa Bay in Oakland, and right? Minnesota. God damn, you don't went you don't went way back. Now, then they got. They had an upcoming black quarterback, RG three. Okay, let's 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 see how that went. Go and ahead. See his rookie season, phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. Put put up numbers. Yeah. But when he got hurt, we they was up. It was up. I think fourteen nothing in, mm -hmm. in Seattle. Mm -hmm. But what fucked me up with them is when he could have pulled himself his own self out the game. Mm -hmm. But he at the at the at the um conference he talking about he feel as though he was the best quarterback. How the hell you the best quarterback to win a game? You done fucked up the ball. Mm. Kirk came and finished both games, the Cleveland and Baltimore game. Put Kirk in the game. Right. And then oh my God, man. I, so, I can go on and on speak, and on and on, man. Speaking of Baltimore and RG three, I um, you know, Baltimore's my second team. They're my second favorite team. And i just like to say that it's because of the Ravens that RG3's career went on the downslope. Haloti Nada. Right. If you, if you, if, you know, Ravens or Redskins, if you remember, Haloti Nada is the one who ended his career. You know, yeah. when he tore his ACL, he was trying to get away from Big Nada. 92 <laughs> on that black and purple was scary back then. <laughs> his leg went around like a spaghetti. Yo, leg bent like a oh. goddamn... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, so go ahead and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, but skins, they need to get they they. I wouldn't got rid of um Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. I'd have got rid of Jay Gruden, mm -hmm. which they did. I'd have kept Sean McVay, promote him. Look, you got Kirk Cousins putting up three hundred yards a game. But see, they didn't they didn't see that at the time in Sean McVay. They didn't see it until it was too late, and that's the case for a lot of you know coaches. But enough of the Redskins. They don't deserve this much amount of time, to be honest with Hell you. No. And that's just not coming from me being an Eagles fan. Like, they're really I'm a true fan, fucking so. disappointment this year. <clears throat> but shout out to the Redskins. Anyway, so, back to the 49ers. Melly Mel, mm -hmm. I got a question for you. Bet. 8-0, San Francisco 49ers. Are they the best team in the NFL? 
Right now, we looking real sharp mm-hmm. and real juicy, mm-hmm. and we hungry, like an old batch of collard greens. We real hungry. We trying to get them. We going to the Super Bowl this year. I hope you know that, right? I mean, listen, at one time, I knew that I was going to have cornrows by this time of year, but we see what that got me. So You still, you still might get them rolls. Nah, Just man. let it grow, baby. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I let this shit grow, I'm, I'm going to be two years away from George Jefferson, man. Oh, it's, man, I'm all, I'm trying to keep mine. It's like four <laughs> headlines back right now, Slip, you know? Hey, sometimes you got to let go and let God, but it's Pretty cool. Pretty much. But, so... Back to back to what you're saying. 49ers, best team in the NFL. So you truly believe that. They go into the NFL. I mean, if they're going to the Super Bowl, then they're at least one of the two best teams in the NFL. That's what you're saying, right? Right. Okay, we ain't got to worry about the AFC. We're going to stick with the uh, NFC for now. So who do you give credit to as far as their level of success so far this year? I give it to the front office. Mm-hmm. John Lynch. Okay. You know what I'm saying? John, I, I like John Lynch because he was a nice safety. Hit mm-hmm. hard as a mother lover. Yeah, he, yo, he, yeah, they, they, they kind of changed them rules up with them, you know, unnecessary roughness. John Lynch was one of the originators. Go ahead. And then, and then you got, and then I, I, I thank John Lynch for um, hiring Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. He's seen some in Kyle down in San Francisco, I mean, in D.C., that nobody, no other coach didn't see. Right. And Kyle Shanahan, his first year, he did with some shit. Mm-hmm. But look what he's doing now. Right. Eight no. <laughs> That's explaining itself right there. Eight no. Who saw this coming, right? Except for you. You the well, only I, one I, I I seen it. That's why I got you here, Millie Mel. You the only one I heard before I, the season start. I seen it in the mix, baby. Man. I seen it in the mix. Then when we was going for Kirk, Kirk won biting. Then we got that boy Jimmy G, baby. I love Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a monster, right? Remind me of Joe Montana. Man. Listen, that Thursday night game that just happened. <coughs> against the Cardinals, which for one, I like to give a shout out to Kyler Murray. He's a beast. The yeah, dude's only five ten, and he he gets it done. Man, he fast as a motherfucker too. Yeah, he 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 got high speed. If he see me, I might I might do him dirty, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> so yo, Jimmy G. Um, in the Thursday night game, this is what really stood out to me as far as Jimmy G. And to me alone, defines a true elite quarterback. It seems like on every third down and however much for a clutch situation in the game, Jimmy G. converted. He's I mean, so every single one. I'm talking about at least four key factor third downs Jimmy G converted. And it's like, damn. To me, that's what separates. Because it right. comes down to third down in a football game, right? Because if you don't, you punt. And if they score, da, da, da. Third down is huge. Me, when I played in college for Bowie State, we had a QB, Amir Hall. Shout out to Amir. The best QB I ever played with. And the reason why I say that is because whenever third down appeared, me playing defense... I never, not once thought I was going to have to step back on that field for either special teams or defense because third down, he was getting that first down. Right. That's what made the kid elite. If you converting on third down situations as a QB at least above 65%, you are elite. And on that Thursday night game against the Cardinals, it seemed every time they tried to put Jimmy G in the corner on third down, he would escape and get it done. So I definitely like to... Um, I like to agree with you on that. Jimmy G is a beast, and he comes from a systematic team, the Patriots. So, I mean, you see what they did with Jacoby Brisket, too. And all three of them are going off, Tom Brady, Jacoby, Jimmy G. I mean, when you come from a good system, that follows with you, and that system translates to the next team that you're on. So I like like where you're going with that. Me, personally, I think the credit, uh, like you said, the front office, John Lynch, because I remember when they first got John Lynch, and they were awful. You know, the first year they got John Lynch, they weren't pretty good. But he stuck with it. He liked what he saw in a few uh, key players, and he got them. I would also like to say the defense. Oh, yeah. 
starting with the D coordinator, Robert Salah. Salah. If I say it wrong, you know, it's all good. Uh, players fuck up. He's a beast. Like, his energy translates to the defense. And the defense alone, just the DBs to start with, you know, Sherman, he may not be as quick and all over the field as he was with the Seahawks and Legion of Doom, of course. I mean, Legion of Boom, I'm sorry. But, like, just his, his, general, his general presence is definitely felt in that secondary. And uh, uh, safety, Jaquaski, Jaquiski Tart, 29, the uh, safety. He's been there for a couple years, but I feel like he's finally now starting Came to get into his own. Yeah, yeah. He, I've, been a bit, I've been a fan of him since he was at Samford. And, you know, and he wears that 2-9. That was my old jersey number, so that 2-9 is a beast. Um, but, man, that, that front four, D Ford, Nick Bosa. They, they, oh man! They getting at these QBs, ain't they? I I I, I put them rookie of the year. Nick Bosa, you got Nick. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm glad you said that. So, uh, two weeks ago, Richard Sherman he made a pretty bold but confident statement saying Nick Bosa should be defensive MVP of the whole league, not just rookies. We we talking everybody, the whole the big shebang, the whole enchilada. Nick Bosa defensive MVP. What's your take on that? I agree with him. Mm-hmm. He the kid is a stud. He's a stud. He looks like a stud, right? For one, like I mean, his arms is the size of me. And for two, he plays like I mean, he's leading all rookie defensive players as far as tackle for losses and sacks. That's pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah, you know I got I mean? him. I got him before the season. Now I got him getting like fifteen sacks. That's that's huge. Fifteen sacks, cause the boy a monster, cold monster. Nah, I'm I'm totally there with you, man. I mean, his brother's a monster too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. It's, it's, it's definitely some good genes in that Bosa blood. You know what I'm saying? Mama Bosa done pushed out some monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Bosa a monster. She, she, yeah, she a <laughs> Mama Bosa a legend. You know what I'm saying? Pushing out some studs like that. She a legend for sure. Right. All right. Now, we're going to come back to the 49ers because it's a lot to talk about with them and their success so far this year. But before we do that, we like to get to a cool little segment I got on my show called Henny of Trivia. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's rock and roll with it then, champ. Let's rock. All right. So listen, for all my guests, Henny of Trivia, it's pretty simple. It's, uh, it's going to be a few trivia questions for my uh, appearing guest as far as to see their true knowledge on the team that they rep. So, I'm going to ask old Melly Mel five questions here, all in regards to the 49ers, right? Cool little trivia. Now, if Melly Mel appears to be a slight of a fraud <laughs> and gets any of these questions wrong, then we got a shot of Henny for my boy. I might get them wrong on purpose just so uh, I get the shots and get listen, brothers about the fact. That's but, why. Hey, I'm going to get them right because that's my team. That's why I fucks with you, Mel. Listen, so if he gets them wrong, he got a shot at Henny. But me, as a real man, I'm all about equality in this world, right? So if he gets the question right, then your boy Davon going to take a shot. Pretty much. So regardless, five shots of Henny is going down. Pretty much. Welcome to my type of party. Love it. All right, let's Love get it. it let's get it. So we about to get straight into it. You ready, Melly Mel? Bet. Let's do this. All right. We gonna start off with the first two or three kind of kind of slight work, and then the four and five might be a little crunchy. All right. All right. We gonna make you work for these. All right. Number one. Which former 49ers player has the most Super Bowl MVPs, and how many do they own? I'm gonna go with Joe Montana. He got three. Oh my God. 
He is correct. <laughs> Yo, let me tell y'all. This nigga didn't even look away to think about it or nothing. Alright, see, look. I could tell from the beginning when you was pulling out the years and shit that this was going to be a little tough. And I figured I was going to leave this show drunk. But it's okay, cool. Pretty much. I'm a man of my word. So we're going to go up and pull this first shot, this first shot right quick. Woo! Don't burn the chest, huh? Man. <laughs> feel like my chest hair's got a perm on it right now. <laughs> All right, Melly Mel. Question number two. Name three Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame wide receivers that suited up as a 49er. The White Clock, Jerry Rice, and John Taylor. <clears throat> All right, hold on, Mel. <laughs> you get these tricks. <laughs> You got to, to go down. It's oh, my down. God, yo. I, I did not think you would be on top of it like this. All right, three, four, and five. Y'all better look out for me because, listen, I got to wake up in the morning. I got <laughs> I, I to I got a conference call in the morning at 8 o'clock for my job and shit, man. <laughs> Damn. I ain't got no water or coke to chase us down. This straight shots. I ain't chasing nothing. But, listen, we here. This number two, down the hatch. All right, number three, I know you about to get. <clears throat> Fuck, I don't fuck this all up. I, I... Number three, who was the first NFL player to rush for over two thousand yards in a single season? Uh, Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. The correct answer is OJ Simpson. Oh shit. Who played for 2,000, 2,044 yeah. yards. He was the first one to do it. Yeah. And he played for the um, 49ers. Buffalo Bills. Well, yeah. That's the Buffalo Bills. Then they traded to the 49ers. 49ers, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he definitely started with the Bills coming from USC. Um, who, by the way, did he do it or not? No, nah, we ain't got to get into that. Let's take this shot. We, and he did let, that let, shit, let, man. OJ <laughs> did that shit. Got away with it, man. I don't give nobody. Say, okay, hey, I respect you. you did at the end shit. of the day, we just happy that a nigga beat the system. That's all. Pretty we much. We ain't worried about that big head motherfucker. Hey, but you know what? Old Melly about to drop this one like it's hot. Go ahead, take that shot, big Mel. E time. Ah! Wipeout. Hey, all right, we getting spicy now. All right, question number four, big Mel. Which offensive innovation? Did former 49ers head coach Bill Walsh introduce in the NFL? This ain't Jeopardy. No, 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 no. I mean, you got time. You got time, but you know. um, I can't say the running shoot. God damn it. That jumped right on the tip of my tongue. I know it is because it's simple but hard at the same time. Pause. Damn. You gonna you gonna go to pass on it now? Yeah. You gonna pass? All right, I got you. Your shot is on the way. Being pulled as we spoke. What the, was the, it? The, the the west west coast offense. You know what? I know. I like I said, it was, it was right there. I'm I was saying west. I, I was in my in my mind. I, I was saying I west, but then when I say run and shoot, right? When I say run and shoot, that's mm-hmm. when playing shot. I said the west coast, but. I feel you, but don't even worry about it because that shot is hot and ready for you. Go ahead, take that down a hatch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh. Ooh. God damn. Yeah, I know, man. Listen, it's all I drink, man. I know. It's all I drink, man. And and the real ones know. All right. 
I'm going to get that number five right. So far, we two for two. I took two. You took two. Is this the tiebreaker right here? Yes, sir. That's question number five. Now, listen. Question number five. It ain't going to be sweet, Mel. Okay. But at the same time, you know, you're going to get a little hint on it. You'll see. Question number five. What college did Jerry Rice attend? And before you answer, I'd like to say this. Shout out to all my HBCUs out there. Coming from a real nigga that graduated from HBCU. And it it definitely was something positive towards a upwards slope, uh, upwards, you know, transgression in my life. You know that degree from Bowie State University. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to all my other HBCUs out there. Everyone that's going to HBCU, graduated from HBCU, or is currently at HBCU, keep doing your thing. They can't tell us shit. You know what I mean? Now back to the question, Millie Mel. By the way, you come from a you, small college. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna sit here and shoot them to you. I just told you it's HBCU. And I still ain't paid that no damn attention. I'm thinking that something else that nah, you got. Nah, nah. It's, it's, it, it's, listen, it's all, mixed in like, it's all mixed in like Betty Crocker. Hucklebuck University. Hucklebuck. Let me go ahead and pour this shot for you. <laughs> let me go ahead and pour this shot. Let me go ahead and hey, pour this shot for you, man. I, knew, up? I knew it was a, but he went to HBCU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that stand for? Come on, man. You want to, yo. Man, I ain't savvy. I mean, but you. I just love the teams. But, I just love the players. But you live in the same city as one of the most notorious HBCUs. You you, you live by Howard. Like, what's up? You live by Howard? No. But I'm saying, the oh. HBCU, historically black college. Melly mm. Mel. I just fell off, champ. Yeah, you slipping on I, your pepper. I, I got, I got, I got, um, what you call that? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah, you must. You, you, Alzheimer's at you, a young age. You pronouncing it Alzheimer's, you must got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Melly Mel. All right. So, we got into the good stuff. Got a little lick up in us. Both two for three. That's not bad. I say it's still even. You probably got a higher tolerance than me. No, I'm good. You cool? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. cool too, man. Them shots. Yeah, them two shots, they, they did all right to me. Plus, you know, before we even started, you know, we, we got... It's already... It. Yeah, yeah. We, we got in our element, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was we sipping on? That, that, that Shutter Home Sangria? Oh yeah, yo! Oh, that's listen, the best thing smoking to that, right now. That you just want to lay back and chill. That shit's a sangria. That shit's a beast. Let me tell y'all something for all my fellas out there, right? You got a little date night, little Netflix and chill, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? If you in the crib with it, not stepping out. If you in the crib, you know, got a nice little lady coming through. That shutter home sangria will knock it out the park, baby. I'm trying to tell you. Pretty much. I'm trying to tell you. We were sipping on that. Had a couple of shots of henny before, you know, to get used to it or whatever. Uh, but anyway, that was a cool little segment, don't you think? Pretty much. Yes, sir. I think it's going to go well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know? All right, so, next part of our show, we got a little something I like to call Top 5 DOA. And for all of those who may be a little bit on the, uh, uncultured side of of the line, DOA stands for Dead or Alive. So, Top 5 Dead or Alive. Pretty simple, right? Now, Melly Mel. I'm going to ask for two top fives, dead or alive. Deal with But I'm going to get your opinion, get your five, and, you know, your facts backing up those five first. Then we're going to, you know, go into my five. All right, so, Big Melly Mel, since you were old school dude, and I like to ask this question to old school people because I feel like the best of this position came from the old school, right? So, Melly Mel, I would like to get your, your synopsis on... Your top five DOA running backs. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. 
it's so many to choose from. Yes, sir. Man. Let's let, let me I got, a, I got a special five, man. That's what that's what I love. Let's start from number one being the greatest and work our way down. Okay. Oh man. I'ma go with Barry Sanders. That's number one? I'm gonna go with Barry Sanders. Mad I'm respect. Go, I'm gonna go to Walter Payton. Mad respect. LaDanian Thomason. Mad respect. Eric Dickerson. Mm-hmm. And, and Bull Raging Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell? Whew, man. You poor Earl, Earl Campbell that. He was he was run, he was a bull he on was the field. A trucker. He was a bull on the field. A dump guy, truck. Yeah, a goddamn Mack truck. Mm-hmm. Niggas are <laughs> <laughs> That's how Earl was coming through. Yo, yo, he was not playing with niggas like at all. And this one, they had the ripaway jersey. They ripped my boy jersey. Yeah. He wasn't stopping. And be straight honest, mm-hmm. Burry Sanders retired before his time. Burry would have had twenty three thousand yards. And it's crazy you mention that. It just seems like Detroit Lions greats. Period. Just I don't know. Is it the city? Is it the team? Is it the culture? It just seems like they fall back and retire way before they should. Metatron, yo, Metatron, top five. Easily should be top five, one of the best receivers of all, all time. time. And it's like he stopped early. Why? Did, did, they, did, they don't let him out the contract. Oh, man. That's what happened to, um, that's what happened to Burry. They wouldn't let, because Burry wanted to go somewhere else. Burry yeah. wanted a championship. Yeah, man. They wanted the man out the contract. But you know what Burry did? Fuck it, I'm retired. He said he what? He paid him back their $3 million that, yeah. they, that he owed. Right. Paid him back to three million. Right. And still retired. He still wouldn't let him out of his contract. I mean, he, listen. He said, "Once you ain't having fun with it, you done with it." Yeah. That's why he left Detroit. All right, but listen. Shout out to Detroit. We gonna get some my top five running backs of all time. Yeah. And I like to say first of all that me and you got the same four out of the five. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I got an old soul. Like I'm 24, going on 45. You know what I mean? I got a true old soul. That's why I like asking this question to old school players because I know all my running backs. You know what I'm saying? From Jim Brown down, Jim Brown up. You know what I mean? All right, so we're going to get to my top five. Number one, Barry Sanders, like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just believe his elusiveness was way ahead of his time. Yeah, he had a lot of negative yard plays, you know, uh, set some sort of record for that. But what type of fucking help did he have in Detroit? Right, but you got to look at it. He busted 1,500 yards for the first, I think, six, seven years of his career. Yeah, and not only that, like at Oklahoma State, bro, Barry Sanders is one of the best college running backs of all time. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, his record book at Oklahoma State is thick. I mean, yo, I'm talking Cherokee thick, yo. I'm talking thick. talking about dictionary thick. Yo. Encyclopedia without the botanica. I'm trying to tell you, man. So, listen, we're going to start with number one for Barry Sanders. Shout out to Barry, man. You're great. Number two, we going with sweetness. I believe that's what you have for your number two yeah. as well. I mean, oh, water was nice. Yo, the nickname says it all. Oh, them, nice. them feet was sweet, man. The moves was sweet. The hips was sweet. <laughs> the throwing was sweet. He could hey, throw. I'm, off, I'm talking about it like he was just gliding on skates, like he was on a like a kind of hockey players being on ice. Listen, like that's how he was running, like sweetness. He was on ice. Just Listen, gliding, man. A fucking beast. Number two, we going with sweetness. Number three, we going with Eric Dickerson. Oh, man. I just liked how he was not maybe the first, but maybe one of the first of more so taller 4-3 type running backs. He was right. tall and just burning dudes. I mean, and he was lean. I'm talking about, yeah, tall, lean, burning I'm talking about guys that had a clear angle to tackle him, DBs, and he would just leave them in the dust. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eric also for cracking that 2,000-yard barrier in a single season for rushes. Number four. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Get Gail Sayers. Oh, 
Gail was nice. For for the bed, number four. Back in his time. Listen, the the Kansas Comet. Gail says, listen, only thing with Gail is his career was cut short due to injury. Mm. But besides that, I mean, yo, Gail was a beast. Just, you know, just the way he was so versatile. Kick return, running back, he was so swift. Right. He his cutbacks were, you know, legendary and his one two moves were legendary. So shout out to the Kansas Comet for number four, Gail Sayers. Number five, I'm going LT. Ladane Lee and Tomlinson. I mean, me growing up as a youngin, yo, LT was our hero as far as running backs. Mm-hmm. That two one was a problem. Powder blue. With with the powder blue, with the dark visor, setting them, you know what I'm saying, setting the single season touchdown record, like yo, LT was a problem, man. I'm trying to tell you. So, shout out to all my five right there. All right. Melly Mel. Second part of five, top five DOA. Let me get your input on top five DOA safeties. Oh, man. You know I'm going to go with my number one. What's up with it? Ronnie Lott. Woo! Anytime somebody got to cut their finger off, mm. that's showing dedication to your team, man. For and those, you're hungry and you want to win. For those of you that don't know, Ronnie Lott was a safety for the 49ers. During a... I believe it was Super Bowl, right? Yeah. During the Super Bowl, after a play, his finger was halfway off from the from the top knuckle up. So, you know, a good chunk of his finger was hanging. He wanted to go back in that motherfucker, so he said, rip it off. And they ripped it, baby. Ripped that motherfucker off and I went back in. That, uh, I think that was the 84 Super Bowl. God damn, you with, with, with your numbers. With, with, with pretty boy Dan Marino. Dan Marino <laughs> threw, um, I think they went 16-2 and two that season. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino, he was shining like a star. And at the Super Bowl, you know how they got the little press conference and stuff at the Super Bowl. Right. They were showing more attention to Marino than Montana. Yeah. Montana sat back at Cool Joe. Mm-hmm. That's what they call him, Cool Joe. I mean, Joe. shit, he three-time he, Super Bowl MVP, yeah, he, so he, said, he, sat he ain't back worried in, about that shit. He sat back in his made back. Marino you know? a legend, but how many rings he got? He ain't got nothing. So he ain't worried about it. Joe ain't worried Man, about it. Man, ain't been nothing since Marino. Man, listen, he ain't worried about it. All right, you got your number one out the way. Give I me got, number two. I got, I got, got Ronnie Lott. Mm-hmm. You got... The front office, John Lynch. John Lynch. That's your number two. Number two. Oof, that's big respect. Then you got Steve Atwater. Okay. Legend right there. Denver Broncos legend. Then you got Sean Taylor. Mm. Rest in peace to that boy. And he would have been a Hall of Famer. For sure. We're going to get to that boy. And um, number five, um, I'm trying to, I, who's that black son of a bitch that used to play with, um, with, the, Ra- with the Raiders? Was it Jack Dempsey? That was a hard hit. I'm talking about... This safety? Mother, I think he was a safety. Jack Dempsey. I'm talking about like a struck match. I'm talking about Slim. This motherfucker can hit. We can go with it. I mean, they had. I know they corners. I know Mel Blunt and Lester Hayes as they corners. They're true safeties that was striking shit. I can't recall off the top of my head. Um, but if you want to go with Jack Dempsey, we are gonna roll with that. Hey, let me let me Google him, baby. Go ahead. We are gonna roll with that. But um, why you look that up? Uh, that's a highly respectable number five, especially John Lynch. I believe John Lynch as a safety doesn't get the respect due. Right, because right. he, he was a white boy safety, but he used to lay motherfuckers out. You know what I mean? Oh, he laid them down. Yo, trying to tell you. All right, while you're looking that up, I'm going to get to my top five safeties. And playing safety, you know, this was a uh, pretty sentimental topic. So, number one, you ready for this, Melly Mel? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm going to say this. You're going to be like, damn, I forgot about him. Number one, I'm going to go Rod Woodson. Oh, man. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, man. I knew it. I knew you forget about him, man. Fucking legend, right? Yeah. You know what? Other, other motherfuckers say you start coming on, man. Like, <laughs> motherfucking, um, what's that dude that be, um, 
You forgot a few. You forgot Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu. Yeah. But listen, we gonna, it's cool. No, your, your list is strictly throwback. That's what I like. Pause. So, number one, Rod Woodson, who did it all. Safety, free safety, strong safety, and corner. Made the Pro Bowl for both positions, safety and corner. That's fucking ridiculous. Number one, Rod Woodson. Number two, Ronnie Lott. I mm. mean, he, he revolutionized his position, right? Mm. As far as being a ball hawk and striking shit. Number three, Ed Reed. I mean, you know, Ed Reed, you know, he's a little younger than the first two. That's why I don't have him at one or two. But just as far as pure ball hawk safety, bro, Ed Reed, he's the he's the greatest. Ball hawk, Ed Reed's the greatest. Safety, maybe corner, well, second to Dion as far as corner. But Ed Reed for sure. And you know what's crazy? Ed Reed, the year that he broke his own record for longest pick six. Mm-hmm. I was at that game. Eagles versus Redskins. I'm at that game. It was on my birthday. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm like, yeah, go Eagles. He picks it off, run it back. I was sick, but at the same time, I was, like, very impressed. Very impressed. So, you know, Ed Reed. Shout out to Ed Reed for, you know, <coughs> getting inducted into the Hall of Fame last year, by the way. Number four. And this isn't a bio selection because I'm an Eagles fan. Number four, I'm going Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Weapon X. Wolverine. Just as far as doing it all. Tackling. Forced fumbles, interceptions. You know, he was a for sure tackler and a ball hawk at the same time. I believe him and Palomalu was on the same level, but Dawkins was a little more crunchy when it came to tackling. Palomalu, don't get me wrong, he's a beast, but I'm going with Dawkins. Number five, like you said, Sean Taylor. Um, you know, he only played from, what was it, 04 to 07? Yeah. But just those years, he did things in those four years three and a half, four years that safeties at a high caliber took a whole career to accomplish. I'm talking as far as hits and picks. And l- l- let's admit it. If you were around my age when you was little and we watched Sean Taylor play, when we go out to the field and play tackle football, yo, we used to go in that middle of the field, wait for somebody to throw that ball up and lay niggas out just like Sean Taylor did. Mm-hmm. Like straight up. He And then he, he had clean hits. Like, none of his hits were helmet to helmet. He led every one of his hits with his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He never had a dirty hit. Sean Taylor revolutionized the position. Because after that, you tried to see copycats that tried to get a big, physical, athletic safety. You know, Bengals tried it with Taylor Mays. It didn't work out. I believe one of the next few that came after Sean Taylor was Cam Chancellor. Fucking monster. Yeah. Bam Bam Cam was a monster. I think he was maybe one of the closest things to Sean Taylor after Sean Taylor along with Landon Collins and, you know, so on and so forth. So every hand that we get big physical safeties that come down and lay the wood, but are ball hawks at the same time. So Sean Taylor definitely at five um, ahead of his time. And, you know, very unfortunate that, uh, you know, he passed away when he did. But speaking of Sean Taylor and you being from D.C., so I know you're well informed on this topic. have a question for you mm-hmm. in regards to Sean Taylor, the late, great Sean Taylor. <clears throat> Do you believe that Sean Taylor should be inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame? No. All hands down, yeah. Hands down? Hands down. He should be in there. I agree. Because, like you said before, the hits was clean. Mm-hmm. And that people were scared to come, scared to come across the Terrified. middle. Terrified. They come across the middle. They they, they don't catch the ball because they, they, they hear footsteps in the darkness. Yeah. I mean, shit. Uh, who was that? Terry Glenn? Bro, I, listen. When I played safety in college... And high school. I watched at least 10 minutes of Sean Taylor before every game. Before every game. 
and he would have, they would call it alligator arms. Receivers come across that middle, and they knew that 2-1, <laughs> they knew 2-1 was in the middle of the they field. Ain't, they ain't got and they pulled them bitches back quick. <laughs> said, fuck that ball, man. Listen, I need to last at least another three to four games. I'm not with the smoke, right? I agree with you, man. I definitely agree with and you. And then I think we still be around, though. They did, um, they did give him a lot of dance night or they gave him a lot of money. Had to. They didn't get him a lot of money just to keep him in Washington because mm-hmm. a lot of people was trying to get him. Mm-hmm. Before that incident, unfortunate incident happened to him, mm-hmm. a lot of people was trying to get him. Right. But Dan Snyder would have matched that money with whatever. Just because back then in that backfield, Marvin was scared to just throw the ball deep anything because they, oh shit, Sean Taylor coming. Oh right. shit. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's like you're scared when you come in the house late. Mama going to whoop that ass. <laughs> Sean Taylor, that's how he's going to whoop that ass when you're coming across that field. Right. You know what I'm saying? You come across that middle, it's, it's over. You might as well just pack your bags. Right. Fuck it. Don't put yourself in the reserve for like the next 10 weeks. Because mm-hmm. he's going to fuck you around. Mm-hmm. He's going to fuck you around. That's no bullshit. All hands down. Sure. He's a he's a future Hall of Famer to me. I think they got him in the ring of, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Ring of fame. I, I was just at the um, early in the season, I believe week three or week two. I can't remember. I was at the uh, Redskins and Chicago's Bears game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he's in the ring of honor around the Washington Redskins Stadium. Um, I totally agree with you, Melly Mel. You know, um, as far as free safety and strong safety, because he didn't make the transition to free safety until his, I, I believe, second second year. Or, second year, right? When he got that two one, that's when the D coordinator was like, "Shit, man, this the most athletic freakish guy we got on the field. Let me put him twenty yards behind the line of scrimmage, in the middle of the field, and just cause." Havoc, and that's what they did. And as you said, people were terrified of him, but he didn't. He wasn't just with the hits, like yo, forced fumbles, picks, fumble recoveries for touchdowns. Like he was just the whole package as a safety. But he was doing it at six three two twenty. You don't hear about that shit. The next time we heard about that was Cam Chancellor, mm-hmm. and Cam Chancellor was a beast, fucking beast. But even he looked up to Sean Taylor. He wanted to sit up here right now and tell you that he was on Sean level. But all justice due to Cam, he was a beast. Nobody was on Sean level. We have yet to seen somebody on Sean level. So I completely agree, man. They need to throw that man in the um, Hall of Fame for sure. I mean, his his numbers retired from, you know, Redskins uniform, right? right? Like, you don't do that just for, you know, any other average show that played free safety. Mm-hmm. He was a beast. You should have <laughs> seen him in college, old Hurricane. Oh, listen, I know, I know what he was. If they, if they, they should have seen that boy coming Mm-hmm. All his tapes, and when he was in Miami, when he was a hurricane, mm-hmm. oh my god! Listen, I know what Freakish it was with dead. that two six. I know what it was with that two six. You know what's crazy? His first couple years, he didn't even start, but that's because he was behind Ed Reed. Now mm-hmm. that just tells you, like, I got Reed and Sean on my top. You know what I mean? That just goes to show you, man. They're both just freakish of athletes, man. Seriously. All right, now we got our top five DOA DOA out the way, and. That was a very good one. Glad to have you on here as an old school person. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate it. Because we, 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 we went back on them. You know what I mean? We went back like flats without Cadillacs, baby. That's what I'm saying. We went back like car seats and seat belts. And only, <laughs> only a few going to be ready for that smoke. Only a few. Pretty so, much. so if you're ready for it, then shout out to you. If not, then do your Googles. All right, man. We're going to get back to uh, more recent topics in the NFL, right? Mm. Now, we're going to start with the NFC, Melly Mel. I want your top three contenders and an honorable mention, if you if you please, coming out of the NFC. And I know your 49ers going to be in there. They got to be. I mean, they, they, they you know. So go ahead, give me your top three, Melly Mel. 
49ers, Seahawks, Green Bay. Mm. Honorable. I'm going to go with New Orleans just because with Teddy Bridgewater doing down there. Okay. Right now. Breeze coming back. Yeah, Breeze came back for the Cardinals. Minnesota, I fuck Teddy Bridgewater around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sean Payton feels as though that Teddy still got some good got some good miles left up in him. Right. And look what that boy did. They, they He led him to a 6-1 start. Yeah. I mean, I think me along with the rest of the uh, country is like why – Start breeze last week against the Cardinals when they got a bye week this week, but I mean it is what it is. They won a game. He walked away injury free, so you know I guess it worked out for them. Um, but yeah, nah, that's definitely respectable. Minnesota's looking good, man. Yeah, see, see what the Redskins let go. Kirk Cousins. They did the same shit in '94 when they let go Stan Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Stan Humphreys took the San Diego Supercharge to the Super Bowl just to lose to my San Francisco 49 That's when Steve Young got that Montana monkey off his back. Oh, yeah. Get that monkey off my back. Get that monkey off his back. <laughs> Steve said himself, hey, get the monkey off my back. That's crazy. They got my championship. So Redskins are known for doing this, huh? They know yeah, for fucking that money up. Pretty much. With quarterbacks. And then like you said earlier, they did the same thing with Doug Williams after he won the Super Bowl. What type of shit that makes? Cut him off. That's why. That's why. That, that whole front office need changing. Starting with Bruce Allen. Yeah. Get rid of him. Maybe we got a chance. Maybe, man. Maybe. But this. I respect your top five. For sure. For sure. Um, honorable mention Saints, man. They're scary. Just like last year. But, you know. Man. They're a good team. Offense and defense. They stack. Yeah. But it just seems like, you know, for the past two years. Well, two years ago, they had a, you know, very unfortunate play by their safety Williams on that Minnesota Miracle, whatever you want to call it. Last year, they got fucked over by the refs. The whole world knows it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, big deal. That's on y'all. But at the end of the day, they got the ball back in overtime. They still blew it, but whatever. <clears throat> I'm going to get to my top top three with an honorable <laughs> mention. Because <laughs> I don't like talking about the Saints, man. They beat my Eagles out the playoffs, like, so many times, man. As far as I can remember, man, I... I Fuck them. All right, so my top three in honorable mention. In no specific order, neither. NFC, I'm going 49ers. I'm going Green Bay. And I'm going to Saints, even though I hate their guts. I got to give it to them. Honorable mention, Philadelphia Eagles, man. I knew he was going to throw the Eagles in there. <laughs> I knew he was going to throw them in there. I got to. Um, Only reason I'm doing that, we'll start with the honorable mention. Eagles... We're so goddamn confusing and inconsistent, but it's been our secondary. The only reason I say Eagles is because we're just such an injured pro team, but the the injury list that we have, once we get them back, we can be scary. Deshaun, you saw what we did week one with Deshaun against the Skins. If it wasn't for Deshaun, we would have lost that game. We was down 14-0. Deshaun went off, right? He's a deep threat, like he's always been. Then I like our head coach. We got our two sec. We got our two starting corners back, Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. They're both very good corners when they're healthy and when they're on their A game. I mean, there was our Super Bowl corners when we won it. Our safeties, I'm not worried about. Ronnie McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins, they're gonna hold that safety position down mm-hmm. regardless. I'm never worried about that. Avante Maddox, ah. Uh, I don't know. We may get him back, may not. I don't want him to rush back. He had a neck injury. That's pretty big. But the biggest piece in injury that I'm concerned with that I feel once we get back, we will really be contenders. LeBlanc, 34, our corner. And the postseason last year, he was a beast. 
He was a beast. When we played New Orleans, the first drive they had, he snatched that bitch out the air. He is a beast, and he was just shutting shit down in the postseason. But that's just from what I've seen. Y'all let me know if y'all seen the shit, too, or if I'm seeing ghosts like Casper and them. I don't know. I may be tripping. <laughs> now, we got Green Bay, we got New Orleans, and we got 49ers. I believe all three of them are complete teams. Now, if Green Bay didn't have the new defense that they have this year, I would have considered them as a complete team. But their new defense, especially with the Smith brothers, I mean, I believe the Smith brothers is where it starts. I believe they're the foundation of the defense. Like, truly, I really believe they're the foundation of the defense. Both of them have at least seven sacks apiece. That's huge. Yeah, that's for two, t- for two people. And they're on opposite ends? That's huge. And they both came to this, and they both came into uh, a free agency? That's huge. They're really causing havoc on these quarterbacks, which has caused them to get the ball out quick. Which leads to my next point, the secondary. Zaire Alexander, I believe he's top 10 corners in the league as far as shutdown. Yeah, he's given up a few TDs this year. I mean, what quarter hasn't? You know, Patrick Peterson just last night, you know, he was getting cooked by Emmanuel Sanders. It's part of the game. No Mm -hmm. corner is perfect. The only perfect corner we had or close to it was Dion, And that was how many years ago? So, and Reeves after. So, um, yeah, I, I got to say, you know, Green Bay, because of their defense. Now, A-Rod's been going off lately without Adams. And that's because that's A-Rod. When he gets Adams, that's the cherry on top. The defense is going to be lights out regardless. They're going to do their thing regardless. When they get Adams back, it's a wrap. New Orleans, same thing. Their defense is crazy. It was crazy last year, too. But it's still crazy, still top-notch. They're getting Breeze back. He's finding his groove back. It's going to be scary for the Saints. Seriously. Breeze put up Danny three Danny three four hundred yards a game. I mean, he's every a, time he plays. He, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. So, you know, that's Breeze for you. Um, and 49ers. I mean, they was already a beast. And off of what we saw last night, man, with the Thursday night game, I believe that addition to uh, that addition with Emmanuel Sanders was huge. Like that thing was huge. Like he was he was doing Patrick Peterson dirty. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, future Hall of Famer. Treat him like a stepchild. Yo, he was doing them dirty. And, like, their receiving core, period, is pretty nasty. They got Pettis, came from the Skins. Skins ain't know how to use him. It seems like whenever Skins get rid of somebody, they... They go somewhere else and shine. That's crazy, right? Oh, man, shout out to the Skins. Um, Yeah, so Pettis, they got that boy Debo Samuel, you know, who made a couple clutch catches. And, I mean, shit, they got... Kittles. Man. Kittle. Kittles and bits. Goddamn Kittles and bits. He's going to get you one way or another. One way or the goddamn other. That's just like that song. One way or another. I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another. Yo, Kittle is a beast because he's not just he's not just your run a good route and catch the ball tight end. He has wheels and he can get busy. Them yeah. yak. That yards at the catch numbers is up there. Yeah, he was freakish tonight. Man, he went off. And shout out to Buda Baker, because Buda Baker was sticking him. You know, Buda Baker was doing his thing. But that touchdown, he did Buda dirty. Yeah. Put him in the dirt. Pretty much stiff. I'm talking like he yanked him. <laughs> Look on ESPN on the highlights. When they yeah. yank him. Yeah, they're going to show it. Shout out to Buda Baker. They ain't, ain't got to show too much of that. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was crazy. All right, Melly Mel, on to the AFC. Give me your top three contenders. And honorable mention, if you please. I still love them canes to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I like what that boy Mahomes doing down there. Hope he get back well. He will. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 
I hate to say New England, man. It's like them you motherfuckers win every year. You got to, goddamn bastards. Okay. Then you got Buffalo. Ooh. Buffalo creeping. Okay. Buffalo's creeping. Shout out to my Eagles for doing them dirty, 31-13. We ran yeah, it up they, on they them. creeping. Yeah. And then my honorable wanna be, I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with the Houston Texans. As your honorable? Yeah. Respect. Look at the shot I watch. That division period is is pretty good. Well, mm-hmm. more specifically, them in the Colts. But that, that division is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now nah, Deshaun White's been going off, man. If yeah. they can stay consistent, they could definitely they do be big. top runners, for sure. They're going to do something big. With or without J.J. White. I truly believe that. All right. As far as my top five, no specific order. New England Pats, you know, it's the fucking Patriots. You have to. Goddamn Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. He's the goddamn GOAT. You got to give it to him. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the mom be showing off too. Yo, he shows off. Baltimore Ravens, number three in AFC. Since you went with the Texans, I gotta go with the Colts. Give me those top three. Honorable mention. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. You know they lost a couple games. Um, now I need to see if that's because teams are really catching on to who the Chiefs really are and their true schemes. Or if it's just because they've, you know, had a few couple mishaps in unfortunate weeks. Regardless, they're in my honorable mention. Now, Baltimore Ravens. They're my second team. Second favorite team. So this now I'm biased. I just like to throw that out there. So if they bring the if they, you know, bring the ring home this year, we turn it up. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Now, when it comes to the New England Patriots, Baltimore Ravens Patriots, they play this Sunday night. Huge game. That's gonna be a game. I'm Huge going, game. I'm going with the Ravens. Huge game. This is gonna be the Ra- the Patriots' true tester. Ravens too, but more so the Patriots' true tester. Now I'd like to say this about that game: win or lose, I don't really care, cause they're gonna see each other in the playoffs more likely than not. And when they do, the Ravens are gonna win. Now think about this: besides Billy Cundiff missing that field goal because he was paid off to by the mob, besides that, whenever it came to Tom Brady meeting an AFC team in the playoffs. It was always one team that got under Brady's skin and beat them in the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens. Always. Steelers never did it. Big Ben always folded against them. Manning always folded against them, except for that one year. Right. Ravens, it don't matter who was there. It's just the culture of the Ravens. They have always beat the Pats, in my opinion, in the playoffs, except for that one year with Billy Cundiff. And that year was, that game was wild. Because my whole family is Ravens fans, and when we watched the game, when he missed that shit, the whole house was quiet. Not even a pin drop? Yo, you can hear a goddamn feather drop. (laughs) So shout out to Billy Cundiff. I hope the mob paid you off well. Um, But not only that, like Lamar. I truly believe with the Ravens, Lamar, like Flacco, it's just so many people in Baltimore was so sick of Flacco for the longest. That wacko for Flacco shit, that shit lasted the year they won the Super Bowl. And it wasn't even him. It was Ray Rice and Anquan Bolden in that defense. Right. Flacco was, you know, maybe slightly above average, if you ask me. But Lamar, when they drafted Lamar, Flacco knew what it was. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because that boy like a modern-day Michael Vick. Seriously. But better. I'm going to get to that. So, I believe that, you know, with Lamar, it shifted the culture in Baltimore. I mean, this kid is aggressive. He wants the ball. He wants to take matters into his own hand in a non-selfish way. Against the Seahawks. Fourth down. Nah, fuck. Coach, let's go for it. You know what I mean? Let's get it. And he scored. 
Flacco ain't doing no shit like that. Flacco's getting sacked. He's getting up with the same dumb look. His 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 chin strap halfway unbuckled. Uh, coming up looking crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lamar, yo, he's shifting the culture. And Hollywood, once he gets fully healthy, you know, bro, oh, for the next beast. for the next years to come, they're gonna be a problem. Now we about to get to the um the last part of this uh, podcast. But before we go out, I like to ask you one question in regards to my African American quarterback. Shout out to y'all, right? Lamar Jackson. Baltimore Ravens quarterback, Michael Vick, former Atlanta Falcons, former Philadelphia Eagles, former New York Jets quarterback, legend, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. What would you say is the difference between Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick's? Both of them the same, but I say Lamar Jackson a little better because he got better court, he got better pocket presence. Okay. He like to stand in the pocket and he got poise in the pocket when he when he eats in the pocket. Right. All his shit be you know what I'm saying on the money. And 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 last year you know, he, last year it seems like his throwing mechanics was just was just off. And I said in the off season Lamar either is going to be come back work on his throwing mechanics and come back and be a monster, or not. As much work on his mechanics and be, you know, just average again. Yo, he, he definitely worked on his throwing. His accuracy picked up a lot. I really like Lamar. Now, as far as the comparison between him and Michael Vick, I just want to say this. I'm a diehard Vick fan. That's my favorite. That's my favorite NFL player of all time. Seriously. Like, my nickname when I played QB was LV. And for those who know who LV was, y'all know what it stands for. And if you don't know, figure it out. It ain't hard to find. So, listen. I'd like to say that. Lamar Jackson, as far as running and playing, just playing period, I say Mike Vick was more of an explosion and Lamar Jackson is more of a smoothness. Lamar may have slightly better ball carrier vision, but Vick was so explosive, he ain't need ball carrier vision. He make one mm. cutback and just burn motherfuckers to the angle. He did. Remember that Minnesota game? Uh, come on now. <laughs> Overtime? Come on now. That, like, made two motherfuckers hit each other like it was backyard football. And then he ran straight to the um, ran straight to the dressing room. After Shit, that. you wouldn't? I would have ran back there. Come on now. That's, that's superstar status right there. Pretty much. And Lamar, his ball carrier vision is crazy. And it just seems so effortlessly like, I mean, the kid has to, I, I believe he has ADHD. In a positive way, because a lot of athletes that have ADHD, they play like that. They're twitchy, they're quick, they're fast snapping, and they're just unstoppable. They're elite at their sport. Lamar is truly a phenomenon to watch. Like, he's like a smoother Michael Vick. Right, and then, and I mean to cut you off, but what showed me, he surveyed the field better than Vick did. Yeah. See, Vic can look at that one one yeah, person that's algae. Yeah, algae or, 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 you know, Michael Jennings, Roddy or White, when he got right. him, and then he'll take but, off. Well, what's his name? Lamar. Uh, Lamar uh, just bang, mm. bang, 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 they ain't open. He'd go back one more time, he'd do a quick hit. Yeah. yeah. They ain't open, then they Cause, like. Because Lamar wasn't quick to, he's, he's never quick to take off. Vic was not necessarily quick to take off, but it was one, okay, not, I'm going to take off, fuck it. But he was so good that he could do that. Right. Lamar is good enough to do that too, but he'd rather show that he can use his arm. So he's not as quick to take off, but when he do, it's dangerous. The Patriots, they're going to have a lot on their hands this Sunday night. When they face Lamar and the Ravens, I believe, you know. They're playing in Baltimore, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I believe so. If they, are, Yeah, matter of fact, I'm sorry, I'm tripping. Yeah, they definitely playing in Baltimore Sunday night. So, um, shit, we might have to you know, pull up for that tailgate or something, Melly Mel. Yeah. For real, though. Um, big-ass steaks. 
Yeah. Hang gathered everything. I'm yo, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm I'm trying to cut out eating meat um on my birthday next month. Man, trying to you got a cheat day. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's I'm just, a cheat day. I'm just I'm just letting you know next year we 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 on a vegan status. Hey. <laughs> I was three ninety, I'm two twenty two now, so I feel good, look good and everything now, champ. My nigga. <laughs> I ain't like this no <laughs> sleep like shit. If I was do this podcast with you, fat like I was, you like now and now. You get, just, uh, <laughs> you be hitting Z's right now. I'm hitting Z's right I now. Have to throw some water on your but face. Pretty much, I'm up in the lab like it's 1985. Hey, I'm loving the energy, Melly Mel. I'm loving the energy. You got to love it, baby. Yes, sir. And that's that's what we need, man, for this podcast. That's how we start, and that's how we finish in for this episode. Melly Mel in the building, OG Melly Mel. I appreciate you coming on the show, my brother. Appreciate you, champ. Yes, sir. This is my old head right here, y'all. Let's take another shot. Oh, yeah. We're going to end it with another shot. While we pull up this shot to end out the show, we're going to go ahead and transition to that good old instrumental beat by producer Sauce Boy. That's S-O-S-S-B-O-I. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter. If you're up and coming artist, go ahead and check out his beats, man. You can't go wrong, man. He got some smooth shit. You know what I mean? All the beats that he's putting on here and social media, they're the ones that's available now. He sold some shit. You know what I mean? But he got some he got some nice heat available. So shout out to Sauce Boy. That's also our producer. S-O-S-S-B-O-Y on IG. This is Davon Nixon and Melly Mel. Peace! From the Middle East, because I'm coming straight from South East, bitch! DC in the building, baby. This is Foosball Fanatics. Until next week, y'all. Much love. Peace.